Hey, on this episode, I want to talk to you about letting some things go in order to move into this new year. So in order to go forward, you have to make sure that you're letting go of everything that is behind you. Why? Because God is moving. He's doing something new. And I know you may hear that every single new year. God is doing a new thing. I'm not sure what you hear every year, but I want to tell you, it's so important that you don't give up. And what causes you to give up is when you hold on to things of the past, when you hold on to past failures, to past disappointments, to past bitterness, all these different things can hinder you from moving forward. And so maybe last year you set a list of things that you were going to accomplish, that you were going to do differently, that you were going to do better, and you did not fulfill those things, or you fell short, or you failed, right? But failing at something does not make you a failure. Amen. So you can get back up. If there's breath in your body, strength in your body, the Lord has given you another day, another opportunity. And so today I just want to talk to you about pushing and pressing and letting go of the things that are behind you. Paul in Philippians chapter four, verse 14, he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And so in order to do that, you have to forget those things that are behind. So I'm going to go back to verse 12 in Philippians chapter four, he said, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Verse 13, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. So it's twofold. In order to reach forward, first you have to forget those things that are behind you. And behind you could have been yesterday, it could have been five minutes ago, whatever time, if it's behind you, it's gone, it's in the past, you cannot change it. You have to make a resolution to go forward. And so again, he says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. So he's letting us know, this is my secret. This is how I accomplish things. This is the one thing that I do. He's saying, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. You cannot go into the new year with the old mindset. The Bible talks about putting, not putting new wine into old wineskins. And so if you go in with the mindset of defeat, if you go in with the mindset of everything you did not do last year, it will cause you to feel defeated. But I want to encourage you to let some of those things go. Forget those things. Maybe you made a resolution like myself to go to the gym more or whatever you did. Let me tell you, it's a new year. You can start again. And God wants to do something that he's never done before. But in order to go into the promise, in order to push past, in order to press, you have to let go of the Egypt mindset. You have to let go of how things were and begin to declare to God that you're moving forward, that you're not going back, 
that you are pressing on. Maybe God caused you to cut off some relationships or things that weren't healthy. You have to declare that you're not going back, that you're moving forward, that you're pressing forward, that you're going to continue in the Lord. Maybe you want to decide this year that you're going to pray more, that you're going to go to church more, that you're going to be in the fellowship. It doesn't matter how many times you've said you would do that and you failed. I want to tell you, get back up, keep going, keep pressing. There's a powerful story of Naaman and second Kings that I want to share with you because the Lord tells him to dip seven times the King at the time, not necessarily the Lord, but the King tells him to dip seven times, right? Because he was a leper. And what if the time that you are in right now is the sixth time. What if you are so close to your breakthrough? What if you are so close to seeing the fulfillment of the promises of God, but then you give up, then you stop, then you say, well, I tried this before and it didn't work, or I tried this in the past and it didn't come to pass, or I believe God for this and I didn't see him do it. And now you are right on the brink of your breakthrough, but you give up. Imagine that, how sad that would be. And I want to tell you that even when you cannot see it, you have to keep pushing because you've come this far. You've pushed this far. You've pressed this far. Why would you stop now? Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 5. It says, Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. But because by him, the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. And the Syrians had gone on out on raids and had brought back captive a young girl from the land of Israel. She waited on Naaman's wife. So she was a servant girl, y'all. And then verse three, then she said to her mistress, if only my master were with the prophet who is in Samaria, for he would heal him of his leprosy. And Naaman went in and told his master saying, thus and thus said the girl who is from the land of Israel. Then the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So he departed and took with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 changes of clothing. Then he brought the letter to the king of Israel, which said, now be advised when this letter comes to you, that I have sent name it my servant to you, that you may heal him of his leprosy. Something that looks so impossible. Uh, Naaman had a, a, enough faith to believe that God would do this thing. And it started with the servant girl. And sometimes some of your victories are connected to relationships and people that are in your path. So you can't be in a place where you're so closed off, where you don't want to listen to anybody because God uses people. He moves in and through his vessels. And so you have to have an ear to hear and an eye to see. And so, of course, then Naaman goes into the king. He goes in to see uh, the prophet Elisha. So let's go back to verse seven. And it happened when the king of Israel read the letter that he tore his clothes and said, am I God to kill and make alive that this man sends a man to me to heal him of his leprosy? Therefore, please consider and see how he seeks 
a quarrel with me. So in other words, the king is saying, hey, I'm not able to do this. He tears his clothes because he feels so defeated. He's pretty much saying, I'm not able to heal Naaman or anybody else of leprosy. Verse eight. So it was when Elisha, the man of God, mm, I could shout right there. Let me tell you, there are problems and, and things going on in our world that the government doesn't have the answer for that, you know, people, healthcare may not have the answer for, but God, when we are vessels of God, when we carry the presence of God, we also carry solution and healing and answers and all the things that God wants to do in the earth. So anyway, we'll get back to verse eight, but this is so good to me. So it was when Elisha, the man of God heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes that he sent to the king saying, why have you torn your clothes? Please let him come to me and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. Because when you're really a prophet, when you're really a man or woman of God, you don't run from the problem. You don't run from the situation. You run to it. Amen. And so verse nine, then Naaman went with his horses and chariots and he stood at the door of Elisha's house and Elijah sent a messenger to him saying, go and wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh shall be restored to you and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to meet me and stand and call on the name of the Lord, his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Listen, even if you had in your mind an idea about how your breakthrough should have came about, about how your deliverance should have came about, and you didn't see it happen the way that you thought it would happen. Naaman just knew exactly what the prophet should have done or how his deliverance was going to come forth. But let me tell you, God wanted to move in a different way. Do not get stuck. If God didn't answer exactly how you expected him to answer, if he didn't move exactly, exactly how you expected him to move, because he is not on your time frame and he doesn't do things exactly how we think he does things. And so don't miss your breakthrough because you're frustrated and you're furious because you put God in a box. Amen. Verse 12. Are not the Abani and the far further the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. Okay, so the waters that the prophet told him to dip in, they were very dirty waters. So he was upset about that. Verse 13, it's always good to have some good counsel in your ear. Praise God, good godly counsel. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than when he says to you, wash and be clean. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Glory be unto the most high God. Let me tell you, when you fully obey, when you fully press, when you fully do what God is calling you to do, when you go through the process, God is going to bring that breakthrough forth, whatever you're believing God for. I just want to tell you today, let go of of the frustration. Let go of the hurt. Let go of the pain. 
Let go of the disappointment. Let go of your preconceived idea as to how 2022 should have went and get back up and go back to the thing that God told you to do. And one thing about Naaman, even though he dipped seven times, it doesn't say that the leprosy became a little less worse every time he dipped. What if every time he dipped on the first time, on the second time, on the third time, the leprosy was still there, but it was on the seventh time that God cleansed him, that he was made clean. And what if you're on the sixth time? What if you are so close? What if you are right there? I want to tell you, don't get out of the water. Don't get out of the process. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Make sure that you're going all the way in God and you're believing God to do a new thing in your heart and in your life this year. Praise be the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to say a prayer for you. Father, I thank you for every person listening to this podcast. I thank you, Father, for letting, uh, causing them, giving them the ability, the strength, the grace to let go of past disappointments, past hurts, past pains, past failures. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus for a new mindset. I pray that you will stir up the gift of faith. I pray, oh, God, for the obedience to see the promise come to pass the obedience oh god to get back up to keep pushing to cast their nets again in the name of jesus so god we just pray and break every form of bondage that would try to hinder moving forward and going further in the things of God. I thank you that breakthrough is here. I thank you that you already know the answer. I thank you that it's already done on uh, in heaven and God, you will bring it to earth. Let your will be done. God, I just pray for a release of the gift of faith, faith to still believe, faith to still pursue you, faith to still continue to endure. Your word says that he that endures to the end shall be saved. And so God, I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that it's not time to quit, but it's time to gear up. It's time to press on. It's time to wipe the tears. It's time to move forward. It's time to believe God and to go boldly and do whatever it is that, oh God, you are calling us to do. So Lord, we love you. We thank you. We know that you are good. We know that you are God of the impossible and you can do all things. Even when man doesn't have the answers, even when it looks like there's no way out, Lord, you can do all things and you do all things well. And so God, we believe you, we trust you and we give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. 